Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Parenting in Real Life, episode... 132. I didn't know. That's why I paused. (laughs) We are back after a summer break because podcasts deserve summer breaks, too. Yep. And in this episode, we're going to be talking all about family TV shows, what our favorite shows are, what makes a good television show for kids, and a little bit about your own media as well. So one of the things that sparked this episode was a meme that I saw on Instagram. And so it's a mom and her kid, and they're both on their phone on a park bench, and they're sitting next to a mom and her kid, and both of the mom and the kid have a book in their hands. And the mom with the phone turns to the mom with the book and says, how do you get your kid to read? (laughs) And then, so you just saw like... Our kids copy what we do, right? And so, because that mom was reading, her kid is choosing to read. But when our kids are seeing us, us on our phones all the time, then our kids want to be on their phones all yeah. the time. Right? Which is weird, because my kids see me on reading books all the time. <laughs> I don't know when the last time Alan read a book. <laughs> I don't he do listens physical. to books. <laughs> yeah. I read books. I like the physical, like... Flip the pages. I need a physical book. Alan likes to listen. And even when I do read books, and it's very rarely, it's always on a device. Like, I haven't felt held a physical book for a long time. But this made me wonder, like, oh, that is a disadvantage, is they don't know the difference between you on social media and you reading a book on your phone or whatever. Yeah, totally. So, throughout this episode, I'm going to be referencing an article that I read about, that was an interview with some children's TV creators and producers. And one of them was Erica Christakis. And something that she says is when it comes to children's development, parents should worry less about kids' screen time and more about their own. Hmm. Which I feel like is interesting. Because I think so much we're like, oh, my kids are on screens too much, you know. And and really what they're going to do is just mimic us. And sometimes we do have to be on screens because our job is on the computer. And I make my grocery lists on my phone, you know, and stuff like that. So there's... Things that I'm doing that I need to be on screens for, but if we're just leisurely on screens all the time, I think that's the thing that we have to be careful of. Yeah. I think we use that as an excuse, frankly. Well, I think it's yeah. like, I have to do some things on my screen, but most of the time when we're doing screens in front of our kids, we're not being productive. No. Like, it's, it's different to, like, be in your office working on a screen versus, like, on the couch. And that's most of it, right? At least for me. I think we use that as an excuse. I need to be on my phone. No, we don't. We well, really don't. We do some things, for sure. You do some things on your phone, but usually we do those things after the kids are in bed yeah. or at school Often or I whatever. Often I do grocery lists after kids are in bed. Yeah, but usually while the kids are around, I mean, that's when I hop on, like, Instagram. And you should see our kids. Like, if you get on Instagram and turn the volume up and for reels and they can hear that music going... They are so fast, and they just crowd around you on the couch because they want to watch reels so bad. It's like moths to a light. They just, like, <laughs> slowly drift towards the phone. Even if they're watching the show, they're like, they oh, just like I lucky. hear it. It's, yeah, it's bad. Because we don't allow our kids on social media yet. Our oldest is 11, and we feel like that is too young for social media. And so they want to be on ours because that's the only way they get to it. Yep. 
But we are super careful about our kids' media choices, which is why we have chosen to get a Trumi phone for our uh, oldest daughter. So these are real Android phones, but they limit what you can put on the phone. There's only approved apps and, and no social media. And then you can choose if you want to give your kids internet access or not. And so you can start as tight as you want. And then what we love about this is that you can slowly add things that your kids have access to so that they can start yeah. to work on that responsibility of using a phone correctly and not get into things too young. And so we use Trumi and we yeah. really like it. Yeah. To me, the two biggest things are that they're real phones because mm-hmm. we've used other things where they make their own hardware and it's just not as good. These are Samsung phones. And I like that you get to control everything that goes on their phone, right? Mm-hmm. So you add all their contacts on a separate device. You have to do it on on the internet, right? There's like a parent portal. Yeah. And you add all the apps. So they're not scrolling through a, an app store and finding whatever they want. You're adding each one. Mindfully, and TrueMe is doing some betting, right? Like, you still have to make the decision, but they do some betting so that you couldn't add something that's like, oh, I didn't know that was there, right? So, it has been good. And so, if you're interested in getting a TrueMe phone for your kid, just use the code PARENTING to get $50 off your phone. So, that's just P A R E N T I N G. Whew. I did not spell out loud. That was brave. I did. I was in a spelling media as a kid, so, you know. Second place. <laughs> In the district, I would just say. The last thing I'll say about Trumi is the way I know that it's working is often our daughter, who's had it for almost a year now, doesn't even like have her phone with her, right? (laughs) It's a sign that they've limited it enough that it's not addicting. There's not many games. I think there's like one or two games you can add. But it's not like this endless list of games or social media, those things that like really get us on our phones all the time. And so that's where it's like, yep, this is the right phone for a kid because she's like, she uses it and it's nice to be able, it's really nice for us to be able to contact her, but Mm -hmm. she's not attached to her phone at all. Yeah. And she likes having a phone because a lot of her friends have phones and it's a way for her to communicate with her friends. But like you said, like she doesn't need it with her all the time, which is Mm -hmm. great. It's really good. So as a challenge, we would just challenge you to think about how much are you using your screens? Because if you're like us, it is much. (laughs) And so... How can you be a better example of what you want your kids to be doing is just like a parenting in real life moment. Another, uh, another thing that brought this top of mind is I remember, I don't, was it, it was like a Saturday or something and Jack was around and I was just on my phone and Jack was bored and he just looked over me. He's like, dad, you're so boring. <laughs> like, Oh, it's good. Cause I wasn't engaged, right? I was engaged with my phone and not my kids because Phones are way better behaved than kids. That was like a, oh, crap moment for me. And I took my phone upstairs and left it upstairs and came back downstairs. And I've tried to do better at that, of like not having my phone with me. Because if you're like me, all the time, I'll find myself on Reels or something. I was like, how did I even get here? Like, I don't remember picking up my phone and now I'm on Instagram. And that is super frustrating to me. Makes me want to burn my device. It's just a habit, right? You're sitting there, you're like, oh... I think you just get bored for a second and then automatically you hit that game or the social media or whatever it is and gives you some entertainment for a second. It's so bad for us. It's so bad for them. Like it's this like never bored culture. So our attention spans have gone down a ton because we always are like have to have something in front of our face all the time. Yeah. So it's not great. So not all media is bad, right? And so when we are consuming media, what's good stuff? 
So going back to this article that I was talking about, they said there's five questions that you can ask yourself to see if this is quality television. Is this worth watching? Are your kids going to be learning from it? So these are the five questions. We're going to go through them briefly. The first one is, is it age appropriate? Right? All kids are different. So what is good for one three-year-old may not be good for another three-year-old. So you kind of have to know your kid too. But as you're watching these TV shows with your kids, is this appropriate for your child? Right. That one seems like it's been pretty easy. Yeah. Even though our kids are always pushing it higher, I think. Yeah. And the next one is that high quality shows have education, interaction, and engagement. And so they're not just like mindless. Like a great example to me of a mindless show is Henry Danger. Our (laughs) kids can just sit and like veg out on three hours of Henry Danger and not know what happened. Because it's pure entertainment, right? It's just like stupid comedy, stupid everything. Mm -hmm. And so it's just very meh. Right? Whereas some of the shows that we really like are more like thinking and there's a better storyline and anyway. Yeah. One of our kids, the like for our older kids, they really liked Brainchild and the mm. Who Was show on Netflix. Unfortunately, both of those shows are not creating new episodes. They're Netflix. Because those were fantastic. But my kids were learning something, and they would even talk about it like afterwards. And that's why I feel like you know f- yeah. for the older kids, where they are telling you what they've learned. They're teaching you, yeah. right? Rather than just like like those other ones where they just, just sit. Sitting. <laughs> the next question is, does it reflect the real world? Now, this one is interesting because mm. as we looked into it, I was like, at first I was like, yeah. That's true, right? Like, is it showing real world things? And that's, again, like Henry Danger is this show about this kid that has superpowers. And I mean, it's just like very goofy and not realistic. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody, inter- like another thing I hate about a lot of these shows, even if they are realistic, like a Liv and Maddie or whatever, is I feel like the relationships with parents are unrealistic. Mm. Like the parents are just idiots and the kids are the smart and clever and interesting ones. Mm-hmm. And that bugs me too. Like that's not the world I want where like kids just mock and disobey and laugh at their parents. Like Mm -hmm. I want my kids to laugh at me, but for different reasons. Yeah. So one of the quotes was by Chris Nee, who is the creator of Doc McStuffins. If you watch that show, but it says it really matters what kids see on TV. If you can't see it, you can't be it. And so I think that was their whole thing with Doc McStuffins. Like they have this little girl who is a doctor and they bring in different characters and stuff like that. So I think they think, oh, if if the kids are able to see on TV that they can become that. And I think, as we were saying, this is good in most ways, but I think it could be swung too far the other way, right? Where they start introducing things into children's shows that maybe aren't children appropriate yet. And, but even or or they just don't align with your family values, Yeah. right? Like, we want to be the ones that introduce our kids to some things, and they're just, some shows are just showing different behaviors or activities as normal, mm-hmm. right? Like kids with phones. A lot of shows show kids with phones at, you know, eight years old. And that's not something we want. Right. I think that to so our kids are like, well, everyone has a phone because some of their friends do, see. but also, yeah, also on TV and everything is like, people have phones. And yeah. so they feel like I need that, but we don't feel like it's age appropriate yet. That's right. The next question is, do you want to watch it? Is this something that you would want to watch? And I have a very short list of my kids' shows that I would actually want to watch. One of our favorites is Bluey. And if you have not watched Bluey yet, you need to watch it right now. First off, where have you been? <laughs> it's on Disney+. Plus. It's an Australian show, a cartoon about these this family of dogs. And our whole family watches it. It's like, 100% like a preschool show. Oh, yeah. But... 
But we love it because it's funny because the parenting is like very realistic parenting. Yeah. And they'll add just, you know, little funny things that the parents do that are we can relate with. Yeah. But also, like, all the way up to our 11-year-old, she will sit and watch it. Like, when Disney, when they said they were launching the new episode, or the new uh, season. season, and they launched, like, 27 episodes at once, our daughter went down and binge-watched, like, all By herself. By herself. They're only nine minutes, so they're super short, which I also love because you can just watch a quick show with your kids. You know, right. like, sometimes before bed, we'll promise them, like, okay, we can watch one episode of Bluey. Right. Nine minutes, we're done. You know? Yeah. But... That is a show that our whole family can watch. Yes. One, they're Australian, so their accents are pretty great, and they use all these funny words like the dunny, which is a bathroom. <laughs> and like she said, the parenting is very like realistic, but it's also aspirational. Like They are very good parents, and it's, it's fun to watch how the parents interact with the kids. and like It's like, I want to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a good one. And then the last thing to ask yourself is, are there any red flags? So, some examples they gave, like, how do the characters talk to each other? Are they not respecting their parents? Kind of like what we had said. One of those movies recently uh, we watched from Disney is Turning Red, and I really find that movie frustrating with the interaction between the parent and child. And I think... Mm-hmm. It just didn't resolve it right. Like, it didn't end up well. Like, I still felt like she was disrespectful at the yeah. end. And I'm like, oh, they just really missed what they could have right. could have done at the end. Yeah. They didn't show, like, them meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like, the mom's still, like, she's still too much of a tiger mom. And the daughter is just going to, like, stick it to her. Yeah. Right? And it's like, but they're cool with it. I was yeah. like, that's not what I want. I don't want us to, like, anyway, it didn't model the right behavior for us. It yeah. was me. They also said, be careful how they represent bullying, and if you don't like... So, if you are watching it and you don't like what you see, just make sure you talk to your kids about it. Mm-hmm. And then, maybe not watch that show again. <laughs> right. Now, the way we wanted to end is I wanted to give my top five kids shows ever. I have not seen this list yet. so we'll, has not. We will see how this goes. Okay. So, my number five... So, five is... Like, like yes. Not, one is going to be the best. One is the best. Okay. Number five is Daniel Tiger. Okay. That is a good one. And it's a classic from a classic, right? It is a classic from a classic. I like Mr. Rogers, but it feels a little out of date now. Yeah. And I think Daniel Tiger did a good job of capturing, like, what's right. And it checks all these boxes of, like, modeling right behavior, right? Mm -hmm. I love that part of it. It's, like, maybe a little over the top with that, right? I don't think our kids like it quite as much because of that. I did find, like, our kids didn't watch that one for very long. But I do really like how they talk about like emotional intelligence throughout that whole thing, right? That's what they're trying so to do, good. is teach kids how to identify their emotions and work their things. Yeah. I think it's still engaging, and I would still sit down and watch an episode, but not the most. Number four is Bluey. And now for a quick break. The heart behind the I'm On podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com and when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. 
Number four is Bluey? No. I'm scared for number one. <laughs> yeah, no, I really like Bluey. It's just like, it doesn't have a place in my heart yet. That's um, true. We're still building memories and off yeah. that one. So it's it's good and deserves to be on the list. But I think I'd probably put that one as my number one, though. Because I think I enjoy that one more than any wow. of the wow. children. Well, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, number three for me is from my childhood, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Uh, <laughs> so Bill Nye the Science Guy, like I still quote lines from Bill Nye the Science Guy. That's true. Like... They're naked and they're mole rats. <laughs> so very memorable episode about naked mole rats. Um, <laughs> see that. Now you know. Yeah, he would always do like science facts, and it would start with "Did you know that?" and then it would say the science fact, and then it'd say "Now you know." If you're a millennial and you did not watch Bill Nye the Science Guy, you need to find something. I will that. say caveat: <laughs> Bill Nye, I feel like has gone. At the time, I don't feel like it was very political. Now everything he does feels very political, and so I can't endorse or not endorse current Bill Nye, but childhood Bill Nye was spot on. And the good news is, I believe some of our kids have been watching Bill Nye at school. Like when oh, they'll show good. like a science video at school. Bless their millennial teachers. They have seen Bill Nye, so I felt yes. good about that. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you guys watch the eyewitnesses at school? Yes. Where they run through that cool <laughs> hall? Yes. Man. I feel like I can still hear the music. Like, <laughs> yes. like so, like... It was so good. That was something. the best days in science classes. It's like, yes, <laughs> eyewitness. eyewitness. <laughs> so, my number two is Curious George. Oh, that is a good one. And that is when I feel like we could get our kids to watch for a while. Like, when our kids were toddlers, Curious yeah. George was one of the main TV shows that we watched. And Curious George is interesting because you read those books, mm-hmm. and I read those books as a kid, and I was like, I don't remember much of that. But then the show was like, oh, Curious George, I know Curious George. So you watch the show, and you're like, man, Curious George is great. Yeah. You go back and you read the books, and you're like, less great, honestly. The show is so much better than the books, and that doesn't happen a lot. No, it doesn't. So We do have some of those books, and I'll read them to our kids, and I'm like, eh, these are just fine. Just okay. <laughs> but the shows are cute. The show's amazing. And the movies that they did have Even actually the movies been are very good. really good. But I really like the shows because I feel like it shows, like, with a main character that cannot speak, it still is super engaging, it has good storylines, mm-hmm. and the kids get it. And because he doesn't speak, like, I feel like our kids have started watching it pre-talking all the way through, like, I still enjoy it. Yeah. So, yeah. Curious Surge is a win for me. That's I don't know if they're still making episodes, though. I don't either. Let's look into that. <sighs> We should ban most shows in our house and just do Curious George. That is one of the hardest things about having young children now as opposed to 10 years ago when we first started having kids. How we access TV is so different. Like, we didn't... All we had was cable and Netflix was still, like, you would order it and they would send you a DVD to watch. Like, it was not streaming. Streaming wasn't a thing yet. And so it was much easier to control what our kids were watching because they would have, you know, the kids' shows on in the morning and you'd watch it or whatever. But now our youngest kids have all the options in the world and they find the worst stuff and now they're way into like youtube kids shows and stuff like that which i feel like are not as high quality as pbs kids and some of the disney shows and stuff like that so do you really feel that way no a hundred percent feel that way sorry (laughs) yeah it's not like i think like no No, youtube is is garbage 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 98 percent of the time (laughs) there are very few things on youtube that i feel like Oh, this is really good. Are good, especially for kids. Like not not just good as in wholesome, but like good as in like well thought out and well made. Like the number of YouTube shows that are just people watching YouTube's is just mind boggling and frustrating to me. Yeah. 
So our yes. kids have access to way too much stuff, and I feel like they don't enjoy a lot of this top the five list. Stuff, <laughs> yeah. Because it's not as engaging as 10-minute yeah. YouTube shows. So if you can kind of push your kids to watch certain shows. And block the heck out of those things. Yeah. We need to. And we have, and then they find a way. Yeah. Kids are clever. So we uh, need to revisit that in our house for sure. Yep. All right, my final, my number one. I think show. I know what it is. Of course you know. <laughs> I mean, this show, I think, ran for 13 years. And if anybody's ever gone through 13 years of third grade, they deserve to be the best show. 30 years, right? Didn't no. they just quit end it? They, 30 years? I think it was like 30. I think they just ended it. So like, here's the thing, though. I can't fully endorse the last, like, 15 years. <laughs> I can only endorse the years when I was growing up. Everything I've watched that's more recent, it's just, it's weird to me. And the show is Arthur. I love, love, love Arthur. If you know Alan at all, you will hear him talking about Arthur, like, yeah. at one point or another. This is a show that he still references frequently. Yes. I watched every episode of Arthur growing up. The holiday special. Yeah. I've watched every episode. Love every episode. It was just so good and wholesome and engaging for me. That said, growing up, I didn't have cable. So I had PBS, the end. Those, that was it. That was all my shows. But I loved it. I loved, I loved those PBS shows, especially Arthur. Yeah, Arthur was a good one. That was one of my favorites as a kid, and I had cable. So there you go. Boom. <laughs> Eat that gummy bears. I loved gummy bears. <laughs> that was one of my favorite shows. Okay. Come on. Just okay. That was a, like that theme song in the beginning. Gummy bears. Yeah, no, it was good. You no know gummy bears, you know it. I only watched cable at my grandparents' house, so I did occasionally consume gummy bears. Get some, because that was Disney, right? Not physically. <laughs> I, ate, I ate them all the time. <laughs> but watched the show. So, yes. Anything I left off that you would have added? Probably. I can't think of it off the top of my head. I hadn't thought about this before. But Fair enough. There's some, definitely some favorite kids' shows. Gummy Bears was a classic. Probably put that on there. But for our kids, like for them to watch it now, I would definitely put Bluey at the, Bluey at the top of the list because that mm -hmm. one is, is a good one. I really liked Brainchild and Who Was, like you said. Mm -hmm. Like there are not a lot of shows that I would say are like wholesome for tweens and teens. Yeah. Right? Like it feels like you fall off a cliff. There's all these preschool shows that Lots are like of great preschool intentionally shows. good. Yeah. And then it's like, and now we've lost our kids and they just are going to consume what they will. Well, they go to that like comedy entertainment stuff that we were talking about where it's just crazy all the time and the parents are stupid and you know, and yeah. where these shows, like we said, those Netflix shows, Brainchild and Who Was, like are educational and our kids did really enjoy they them. them. They've watched both of the seasons. Multiple times. Yeah. And so I think there is a space for educational shows for the tweens and teens, but I think people don't tap into that as much as they should. I agree. Dumb. Probably because it's harder to make. Probably. You have to be smart. And they're probably not going to be as popular as these other shows. So let us know what your favorite shows are for your kids, if we missed anything. Yeah. Put um, it in the comments. Either like we're on YouTube, we're on Instagram. We are all over the place. So come find us. Let us know your favorite kid TV shows. Yep. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks everyone for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at parenting IRL podcast, or find us on our website at parenting in real life.com. 
Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell a friend. That's the best way for people to find out about our podcast. And if you haven't already, give us a rating. And a special thanks to our five kids for being kids.